Hello, Agnimitra. Thank you for joining on uh, the Geeky Pod with Manas. So, first of all, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing great, and it's great to be here with you. It's long time since I've seen you. Right, right. So, first of all, tell me, like, what are you up to nowadays in your career, and uh, maybe in education level? Okay, so I uh, completed uh, my PhD uh, from my campus in electrical engineering. Um, then after, uh, just after giving defense, uh, uh, within one week, I joined the IAC as a postdoctoral fellow here. So here I'm working on sensors and uh, uh, quantum dots, so quantum technology. So let's see where uh, this goes. But this is again an independent research position at IOC. But uh, I'm hoping for the best here. Great, great, great. So uh, you mentioned that you have completed your uh, PhD from IIT Kanpur, right? So if you may say, like, what was yeah. your your I mean submission that you got PhD against? Okay, so uh, for that I have to backtrack a little bit. So. Sure. My uh, BTEC final year project, uh, so as you know, I was a uh, electrical engineering student. So I was a core electrical engineering student. So I was dealing with heavy like uh, machineries and like electrical devices, drives and all those things. But my final year project was on photonics. So, uh, so the thing was that the, the professor that was guiding me during my project was uh, Really good. Like uh, I uh, think you remember her uh, from electrical engineering, Shumita there. Yes. So she, yeah. So she is a really fantastic professor. So what she did was she taught our uh, like control systems, but uh, she had a very clear knowledge of photonics. So when our project was going on, she explained very difficult subjects on photonics very easily. So there, from there, I like it sparked an interest for me that I wanted to do something in photonics. And uh, after I completed my BTEC, no, before I completed even my BTEC in the last se uh, semester, I was trying for uh, the masters uh, in different um, uh, IITs uh, in photonics spe uh -huh. specifically. So because uh, I was getting interested into the uh, nooks and cranes of these subject. Uh, I was planning to do some research in uh, photonics in as a master student. Then I was planning to move ahead to uh, like doing PhD if I find it interesting. But the thing that happened was that uh, uh, there was a new thing called direct PhD process in different IITs. Uh -huh. So they had these kind of like uh, uh, conditions like if you are some IITs had these kind of conditions that if you are in the top five uh, of, of your respective government uh, institute colleges like NITs and IITs uh -huh. and some IITs gave some uh, some CGPA uh, uh, base like 8.5 it has to be 8.5 CGPA overall uh -huh. and some uh, IITs um, gave an option like you have to have this much of grade score, then you can apply for uh, direct PhD program. So okay. what that does is that uh, you can join the PhD program directly after BTEC, but uh, uh, you have to do a lot more coursework. Uh, as you are skipping masters, uh -huh. you have to cover all the things that you are supposed to learn in masters, but uh, because you are doing PhD, instead of four courseworks, uh, most of the uh, IITs, they provide around 10 to 12 courseworks. Uh, so it is adding the eight courses of master's degree and the four courses of PhD. So that's the direct PhD program. So uh, luckily I got uh, um, uh, my chance to try at IIT and I got selected luckily uh, in the Photonics program of PhD in IIT Kanpur and uh, electrical engineering. So at that time, I was thinking like, uh, okay, mm, I don't have any research experience as such in the um, like like what to say in the field of photonics. Even in like, uh, I didn't have much idea about the concept of research, what the research was supposed to entail. So 
I was thinking like, okay, I was thinking of doing PhD. Uh, let's try this. If I don't like it, I can later on convert this thing to master's degree also. So there is an option. If you join the direct PhD program, you can later on convert it to master's program also if you don't like it. So I was thinking like, okay, it's a win-win situation. Let's uh, join it and see if uh, it suits me. Uh, if it suits me, then uh, fine. I will go through the program. And uh, if it doesn't suit me, I will convert it to master's. So uh, I had to do like 10 courses. Uh, the minimum criteria was 10 courses. And my uh, supervisor, uh, she suggested me to do two additional courses, which was relevant to my uh, work. So after that, doing 12 courses, it was it only uh, already in like one and a half year went like uh, four semi four courseworks per semester so three semesters was uh, gone and then uh, another six months was uh, required for me to fully understand how the lab works and uh, what are the um, like research facilities in our lab right right so it was uh, yeah. uphill and downhill and then again uphill and finally you got your degree yeah yeah but it was very really helpful yes uh, okay so first of all congratulations on your phd uh, after all this uh, uh, up and downhill <laughs> yeah right. right so so as you mentioned that since you, photon was your uh, i mean area of interest during your bachelor's degree so you also opted for uh, same photon based uh, research and masters and phd in your higher studies as well so how easy or difficult it is for a student in NITs or any other college for that matter to enter into IITs? So you mentioned that there is a criteria of CGPA, certain CGPA. So other than that, what is the other procedure so that one can enter into IITs for uh, doing their PhD or master's? Okay, so, so the, the most common way is to go to grade gate. Uh, the, the gate exams give you uh, pretty good idea about what the cutoff mark is for the master program in IITs. And uh, although the uh, majority of uh, the, uh, the candidates, they opt for get for getting into PSUs, but still if you are, uh, if you know that, uh, yeah, this is the criteria that they are asking for, you have a pretty good idea that this much amount of candidates are going for PSUs because from the last past years, and you have, you have an idea that even if the cutoff is that much, uh, you can uh, like plus minus 10% um, that you will be able to get into IITs as a master's player. And then on top of that, you have to look into the, uh, the, uh, the growing uh, like engineering departments in different IITs. Like different IITs have different uh, departments which are uh, more um, what to say uh, more lucrative as compared to the departments from other IITs. So uh, we have to like for example the electrical engineering and computer science engineering of IIT Kanpur is really like better than that of the IIT Madras and IIT Bombay ones. And in IIT Bombay ones you have these like mechanical engineering and uh, all like material science engineering. Like you have to like see which uh, branch you are interested in, and then what is your like um, uh, research interest that you are pursuing? Um, accordingly, you can try at different IITs. Like if you uh, qualify for the cutoff mark of one IIT, you can be pretty much sure that you will be qualifiable for other IITs, like similar IITs, like for IIT Kanpur, IIT Bombay, IIT Madras, and IIT Kharagpur, IIT Gurji. These have similar cutoffs. So if you are aiming for one of these branches that you are interested in, you can opt for them. And uh, I would suggest that before making your decision about going to the master's or a research program in these IITs, uh, just make a background study of the uh, like subject that you are going to pursue. Because quite often in BTEC, we don't have that much exposure to that subject to that level. Um, but in uh, masters, you although you have one year uh, of course, 
this amount of time to do research because after coursework you get only one year to complete your research work to uh, to do the master's thesis so i would suggest uh, completely understand like uh, uh, like that if you are going for research you have to do something which has not been done before which is completely new so you have to commit to that level that uh, there you are not finding something you uh you have to find some way to like troubleshoot it. like it, it's not like in beta days if we can't do it we can take help from faculties or some seniors and we can troubleshoot our subject matters or, or project things uh it's because it's a research thing it's completely new and someone uh, your guide will be there to support you and uh, suggest you some materials but at the end of the day it's up to you that you have to troubleshoot that that particular problem that you are uh, that you are focusing on so i would suggest if you are planning on going into research uh, do a little bit of background study uh, that yes yeah, this is actually uh, the thing that i want to do and then proceed for the masters program or phd okay okay yeah so from your own experience you have uh, done your bachelor's in nit and then you have done your uh, phd and masters in iit so how nit's and iit's build you for taking up uh, risks in your studies and how they build up so that you can go for higher studies and do some research and finally publish your papers or observations what is the build up stage from nit right. Right. so in nit's uh, so uh, like i was a student from nit arthur like you are and we you can both agree that our we have a solid background of um, like subject matters that has been taught to us that we know quite a lot because we have we have studied from nit and because the nits is uh, struck that course work in nits are structured in such a way that it will give a uh, solid base on on top of which you will uh, on top of which you will build your own projects or something like that like you you and i we both have done finally your projects and these are kind of like uh, like stepping stones to research so yeah definitely nits do have this solid uh, coursework background that uh, has been taught to us but the main difference that i faced Uh, when i went from nit to iit was that the the course structure of nit was more uh, rigid and uh, it was what to say uh, very bookishing so if you are if you are following whatever has been taught in the class or you have a particular structure by which uh, the faculty is teaching you follow that structure and you do some diligent work from different reference book you will be able to secure a good amount of marks in the exams but in iits it's quite different so the code like the first semester i remember uh, clearly when i uh, went to iits it was really jumping from a pool to a turbulent river like it's it was i was not getting a grip of anything like uh, so i was uh, studying the same way I, i have been trained to study for the last four years in ptec but uh, i soon realized in midterms that it won't make the cut so the thing is that in iits they teach you everything they say that follow these reference books and all those things but when they set the exams and these uh, assignments projects etc it's a completely different thing so uh for example if i'm giving a very crude example for example they are teaching you uh, 1 2 in class and they are uh, giving you uh, some problems on summation function in exam so it's the same concept but elevated to a whole different level so if you don't have a clear concept of the working of these things that they are teaching in class you will not be able to crack the exams that's for sure and i seen myself that people have like people like who had good grades in from nit warangal nit trichy and all those top nits 
they were getting very bad poor marks in mid terms wow. and uh, after the first mid term i got to like see that yeah i too was not getting a good marks the first semester first mid term so it was quite bad uh, and uh, then i uh, said like i discussed with different uh, faculty members the like pg faculty members and uh, some of my seniors who were pursuing phd and uh, they said that yeah uh, it's quite a shock if you are following the same trend as you were following in nits uh, you have to what to say you have to study a lot more uh, in like uh, in advanced uh, advanced concepts that they are not teaching in class so for example if they are teaching something in class you have to be like which steps ahead of that and then you can fully grasp these the quality of the problems that they are giving in the exams so after that i slowly started adjusting my like uh, like studying procedure and uh, i finally got a grip of the subject matters so in the first semester i was like i had pretty bad grade like i had two b's and two c's and in iit kanpur uh the grades are like if you get a grade it's 10 if you get b grade it's 8 if you get c it's 6 so it's in double digits though it has changed now but uh, when i was there as a student it was it was quite difficult so if, if you are getting c in some subject it's really bad so there is no intermediate things um so i was like uh like i was at seven pointers in first semester then i started getting a grip on the study materials and all these things and then uh next two semesters was quite good like i uh, then in, in quite of the like quite a lot of the coursework i was getting a hold of and i was getting good grades like i got a a star and all those things so at the end of the like coursework i had like 8.2 uh, grade out of 10 so uh, like yeah so it's kind of like it's a learning process that's what i can say right. that it's uh, you learn you learn as you go and uh, so yeah and you adjust so yeah, definitely uh, so there was a there quite a difference in the you know, quality of the coursework uh, that i had experienced in iit kanpur uh, and it was uh, really good because once i stepped into the research field i found out yes yeah this uh, these coursework they really is helpful because now you know how to tackle even a strong problem like how you have to look uh, like the it like the coursework uh, taught you how to change your perspective in order to tackle a single problem it's not a linear path you can try to solve a single problem in different ways and you can it that that course will be course structured taught you like how to uh, change your perspective mainly and then it uh, it was very helpful for this session okay growing students right right definitely it's a learning curve that you had and everyone who undergoes this uh, situation yeah. right so now you are pursuing your uh, postdoc fellowship research in iisc right yeah so when we say research right. what actually happens in research what do you do in research i mean maybe you can summarize you know what the okay. actual work right so research basically means uh, research so you are searching again what people have searched before so there is a uh, established field and established um, uh, like um, technology that uh, that is going on in the marketplace or in the world but you are researching that technology or that field to get a more uh, like to get a more insight into that uh, nooks and crannies of that working thing and you are making something which is more uh, helpful or something innovative in that field so you are uh you are researching that topic or that uh, that field 
to find where the problem lies and how you can solve that problem by your using your expertise so you uh, take a particular subject matter and you go through all the literature and all the works that has been done till now and you find where are the uh, gaps and what are the improvements that you can do and uh, as a specialty uh, in that field what new input you can bring to improve that field or that technology so that is essentially what the research is okay okay uh so when you say like you go for higher studies so to someone who is already aspiring to be in uh, higher study and higher degree uh, aspirants who are trying for iits or maybe ms degree as well so what should they keep in their mind uh, other than the study uh, experience wise cultural shock wise and various because people come from different regions to various places like you have been to iit kanpur from agartala so similarly from small town people go to the big towns and maybe so what should they keep in mind to prepare themselves uh, to adjust with the situation and the pressure so one thing that i faced was uh, in agartala it was a very close knit community so people were always there to help you when you needed it or you were like you were pretty much close with everyone like even if you had seen that person for like one week or one day you you were very comfortable going and interacting with that person in big cities uh, that is not the case so in big cities everyone has their own life and you have to keep in mind that uh, like even if uh, they are your colleagues and you know them you have to respect certain amount of boundaries like uh, um, in our uh, like in agartala like we we are very free and frank um although it is true for all indian states especially indian states uh, but when you go from uh, like a place like agartala to kanpur or some uh, metropolitan city you find that people you show uh, some kind of uh, uh, intimacy or like um, like intimacy of thoughts or uh, like uh, interaction based upon their own benefits so if you have to keep in mind that uh, they do have their boundaries and you have to uh, provide something so that that person also gets something out of it so if you are thinking like uh, yeah i just want to get some help from him uh and let, he does not have that any any inclination of uh, getting something out of you it would be uh, very difficult for a person to get something out of that person so in in larger cities um, uh, the social communication skills are uh, uh, more uh, little bit more rigid as compared to smaller cities so that what i have said and uh, regarding regarding this um, uh other than this social conditions uh, the main uh, uh, thing when you are uh, stepping into the research area you will find that you have to be uh, what to say uh, you have to be uh, in, you have to be such a way so that you are not giving away your own hard earned or hard work or in research in order to get something out of it so often times when uh, people who are not very accustomed in research they uh, they will help others in spite of the fact that the the expertise that you are providing they will learn it from you and the thing that you are working on might get like stolen and using the word stolen in a very crude way but it essentially is there so if you are not careful enough that what you are sharing in your research uh, uh, with your neighboring uh, like colleagues you might be in a position that you are giving away too much and it might 
he says that the work that you have worked so hard for is not now published under your name. It is published, but in some other lab and some other place. So you have to be like very cautious, like how much you share and uh, like even if you are taking help from someone and uh, they are asking that why you need this help for and you are starting to explain something which is giving giving a lot of information about your own research work, then you are pretty much sure that uh, like this research work you have to publish very fast, otherwise it's getting out of it. Right, so right. it's a quite a yeah, quite a thing in like all over the world. It's not even like, like specifically yeah. in uh, research yeah, institutes yeah. everywhere. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned that uh, what uh, research is all about. Uh, so uh, now that you are in IISC, so tell us something about IISC and how it is, what it is, because it is one of the esteemed premier colleges in India. And it's also featured in among the most top colleges in the world also. So how about it? Yes. So tell us about I so, IISC. Right. So IISC, I did not have the like I was not fortunate enough to have a course here, but yeah, definitely I joined here as a postdoctoral fellow. And uh, the research work is quite different than that of the IIT Kanpur. So the the it's different because in IIT Kanpur it's kind of like it's it's very uh like it's under, the research work is under pressure. So it's kind of like if you have to, if you are planning to do that research, you have quite a lot of pressure from the institute itself, as well as your supervisors and all these other things that are there. But in IAC, the research uh, is, I felt like it's more uh, like open. So it's much more freeing in the sense of, it people here are researching, doing research because they are enjoying that research, not under pressure. So that's the main thing that I felt, which is different from IIT Kanpur. So here I felt like people are really enjoying that the research part of that uh, of their work, and the facilities here are unlike anything. Like I have been to different IITs uh, other than IIT Kanpur, but. I have not seen these high quality research equipments anywhere. So the there is a uh, micro and nano characterization facility in IIC, which is like one of the like best research uh, fabrication facilities in the world. So uh, it, it's definitely the topmost research facility fabrication facility in India. But in the world also, there are very limited number of uh, institutes that have this kind of facility, other than like MIT, Caltech, and all those things. Uh, this research facility like encompasses everything from like uh, like micro and nano fabrication facility characterization and development, product manage, product development, product design, as all the way to marketing level. So it it encompasses everything. Uh, if you want to make a product which is very new and you want to market that product, you can do that also. So the, it's kind of like an incubation center, but it, the quality of machineries that is present here is unlike anything that I have experienced. So uh, when I joined um, ISC um, in 7th November, uh, and uh, Right after joining, I uh, found out that the professor under which I am uh, working currently has like six to seven labs, and each lab has different kind of equipments. So, if one faculty has this much amount of instruments, and our faculty, my faculty also has a clean room of her own, so oh. you can imagine the amount of fabrication facility that is there in the whole of IIS, if it is there for only one professor like that, 
you can imagine the amount of facility that is present in the whole of it. And people, and you can see that that people really enjoy doing like exploring research here. Uh, they are not under pressure, and it's not like that because they are not under pressure. Their work is also not going as smoothly, or it's not finishing in time. It's not like that. It's finishing in time, but on top of that, they are enjoying their work. So this is a, the main difference that I have felt as compared to IIT Kanpur. So yeah, that's all I can say. But uh, at the end of the day, that that thing that I have just explained is subjective to everyone. So uh, it depends upon whoever that person is who is experiencing. Right, right, right. So now, since we are doing research, right? So what are the hot areas of research in current uh, industry in any industry? Hot topic. Right. So, right. So right now, like uh, the most. Uh, growing branches of technology engineering and science are in the field of quantum engineering, uh, artificial intelligence. You are probably heard of Chat GPT. Right. Um, then, um, then uh, it's in the field of uh, like bioengineering, biomedicine. Quite a lot of work is going on in integrating research from physics, chemistry, material science, and even mathematics. Biology. So, because people are uh, like, uh, like, as you have seen in COVID and different type of uh, uh, what we say uh, ailments which are popping up now nowadays, a lot of work uh, is concentrated in that field of uh, like uh, in the field of bioengineering and biomedicine. So. Uh, what I mean by that is that people right now are focusing all their research materials and research outcomes so that they can uh, collaborate their research to biomedical and bioengineering. So, and rightfully so, many scientists are calling this century of like bio, like bioscience and bioengineering. This, they, they call this century uh, uh, the century of bioscience uh, and bioengineering. So, uh, like from pharmaceutical comp companies to government agencies, everyone is getting a lot of giving a lot of funds to research institutes to make uh, like uh, different kinds of drugs and uh, uh, like uh, medicine development. And there is also this kind of um, drive to push against uh, the, the the concept that the if you are working in physics and other branches, it should be only limited to product development. Rather than right now, it's more focused to towards how it can be used in the development of the human uh, human world and humanity, um, humanitarian purposes. And uh, it follows its way uh, to the climate conditions also because right now climate engineering, ocean engineering. These are also like getting a lot of like buzz because uh, right now people are trying to move away from like like the uh, like the uh, fossil fuel things initiated to green more green sources the sources of energy. So that is also one of the most like uh, growing fields of um, research. And then you have this. Uh, uh, like uh, field which is more uh, not I not say new but it's more uh, getting a lot of focus from approach. It's that uh, the genome sequencing, gene manipulation, gene genetic engineering, and all those things, genetic algorithm, and all those things. So lot of things from statistics to ma uh, statistics, pure mathematics. They are also getting uh, like uh, incorporated into this uh, genetic algorithm and all those things where they are trying to uh, splice the DNA and modify these uh, genomic sequence so that um, you uh, you will be able to more susceptible to different drugs as compared to other humans. So these are, I feel, these are the more growing areas of research that is more uh, getting more focus from governments and funding agencies right now. And uh, at the end of the day, it, 
finally comes down to how your research is impacting you. If you have something that uh, that has create uh, uh, marketable uh, capability, then definitely it is. Even though it's not within these years of research, you will definitely get your worth doing that research. That particular research. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So all the areas that you mentioned. I, I got to know from the news also. These are in the news because most of the time these are the topics which are continuously on the news, right? So, uh, yeah. So other than that, both of us have done engineering. You have done from electrical. I have done from CS computer science. So, which uh, since so, being at the position right now, so we can mention which branch of engineering will be relatable going in future also. So now, the civil, electrical, mechanical engineering, they they will have some, what to say, uh, importance. Like throughout the, it already has importance throughout the history, and it will have importance in future. Also. But the uh, what I feel right now is getting more focus is. The computer science and data data science engineering. So, uh, uh, as you have heard, the the new product that OpenAI has launched, ChatGPT, it has changed the research scenario quite a bit. So, for example, uh, very recently it has sort the ChatGPT uh, Chat 3.5 believe, had recently solved a uh, a thesis complete thesis on the uh, on machine learning. Uh, from I think University of London or somewhere I I, I don't particularly remember which institute it was, but it uh, it uh, solved the whole problem uh, within like few months. The the person who had spent like four to five years of his life doing that research and completing their research is kind of like obsolete now because of this kind of like interactive AI. And uh, we'll see more of its influence on different research areas. So now you can uh, like like understand why this kind of things, like, like the chat GPT is based on the AI, uh, artificial intelligence, engineering, machine learning, uh, computation, data science, and all those things, uh, engineering. So right now there is a very, uh, hot race that is going on between different major companies like Microsoft, Google, Meta, uh, who are trying to uh, focus their whole, like a lot of resources, not whole of their resources, a lot of their resources in developing their own AI-based systems. So if you look into the immediate next four to five years, definitely these data science engineering, machine learning, artificial intelligence, this will have much more dominance all over the research industry as a whole. So definitely if you uh, want to pinpoint a particular uh, engineering, branch of engineering that uh, that I would uh, like say as, as a subject, as a subjective view of mine, will be that uh, in the next four to five years, this computation, data science, and engineering will have much more dominance in the tech sector, um, right. and even in the market domain also. Yeah. So, uh, since we have been in IIT, NIT, and now we're in IISD, so what are the funding opportunities in all the engineering colleges or the technical institutions? Right. So, uh, the funding uh, opportunities are. Uh, generally, from the uh, different industrial uh, collaborations that they have with uh, with the institutes, institutes, and on top of that, the uh, Indian government has now launched this Make in India initiative, which has caused this DST, the Department of Science and Technology, uh, DST, ACRB, and ISRO to collaborate more with the research institutes um, on, on like all over India, uh, which includes institutes of IIC, IOPs. And the way you secure funding is that they have a particular niche of 
their requirements or their uh, the problem they, that they want to solve. For example, uh, 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 ISRO is uh, launching Gaganyan this year. So uh, ISRO has put up a flyer that we need this kind of expertise to uh, be incorporated in this project. So accordingly, people uh, like faculties or the researchers from different institutes will apply to these uh, this, uh, uh, this course and according to their expertise and their research that they have done till now, they will have an interview and interaction with, with that kind of, uh, that institute like ISRO or their uh, uh, industrial company and accordingly they will uh, approve the fund for that. For example, the faculty uh, under which I am working right now, she uh, has this kind of like collaboration with ISRO and she is working with, uh, is, um, uh, with different uh, scientists from ISRO also, as well as uh, people from her group is also working to develop some uh, some kind of like, uh, uh, like sensor, which will be used in this Gurdaganya. Uh, uh, from Israel. So that 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 is uh, one of the way by which the research institutes are getting funding from these uh, government institutes like ISRO, USQ, ICR. And the other way is like if you have some innovative idea and you can persuade that uh, that uh, these government institutes and these industrial companies that yes, these uh, this product that I will develop will be uh, very beneficial for your company or the research institute in such such spheres, then you will be able to uh, make this proposal uh, and uh, make a new project out of this proposal and you can then apply for new fundings. And then if your uh, proposal is relevant enough for that company, they will uh, procure this that kind of fund and then they will supply uh, the support and funding. You know, the faculty or the researcher that is working. So these are the currently the ways by which you can procure different funds, fundings from institutes and as well as different industrial private private industrial companies. In okay. So uh, in current situation, if I ask, I'm, I might be asking wrong question. What are the scholarship given in various stages, starting from masters, PhD, and postdoc? If you are okay to answer, yeah, definitely. So, in masters, if you are uh, doing, a, you have a valid case score, and you are doing a masters of uh, like two year masters program, then you are given a fund of uh, like uh, around twelve thousand per month. Okay, and uh, it uh, it is it varies from uh, different different. Uh, uh, institutions. Like, for example, uh, if it is master's MSL, master the research uh, program, then it will have a slightly different uh, funding structure, but it will be similar to that. Like it will be uh, similar to that of 12,000 to 14,000. In PhD, when you are starting, uh, you are given a fund of 25,000. And uh, then after two years, this Twenty-five thousand gets converted into thirty thousand. So at the uh, per month. So at the uh, end of five years, if you are your research is not completed, you can uh, ask for an extension uh, to NHRD, and uh, that extension will again run for one more year. But that extension will have a limited funding as compared to the thirty thousand. So. If you are getting thirty thousand, now you will get ten thousand to fifteen thousand per month uh, in the extension. So after that uh, six years, there will be no funding that will be provided from the MHRD to pursue the PhD further. Then the only way that you can uh, get some funds during that research period is if your supervisor allocates some. Uh, like uh, we saved up fund of uh, funds from project, then you will get some fund according to our uh, requirements. Uh, you will uh, like you can go through that funding procedure up to one year. Okay. And uh, coming to postdoc opportunities, 
the IIS or the IITs they have different different fellowship programs. In IITs there are different fellowship programs. In IIS there are uh, fellowship programs like C V Raman fellowship program and uh, institute given um, uh, institute approved uh, fellowship program. And these uh, generally have a funding of around uh, uh, sixty thousand. 60,000 60, to 66,000 per So, post-doc, uh, in, even in the institute approved fellowship also, uh, the funding is around that much. So, you have that going for an IIS. I don't know what is the funding structure in IITs for post-doc, but uh, yeah, I have to check on that. Okay. Yeah, so now let's say, you got a time machine to go back in time and you are given a chance to suggest something to your younger self in college, pre-college, in the masters, in, at any stage, what will you suggest your younger self and when you'll suggest at what stage? So in a broad sense, I would suggest, yeah, definitely don't um, stress a lot. Life is a particular way of moving in a way that you will get what you deserve in a, in a better time uh, efficient manner but the thing uh, uh, one thing that i really regret is that during the class 11 stage there was an exam do you remember kvpy there was an exam yes, yes. kendriya not kendriya yes. kishor so that is now stopped right now so that is that so i i gave that exam in 11 and uh, that exam was followed by an interview uh, in kolkata i uh, i said kolkata uh, and i was able to secure 125 rank in all over india but because i was very naive at that time i did not know that kvpy had a slot at iisc at that time Oh, uh, so yeah. The thing was that the KVPY, uh, the IAC registration from KVPY, was a little bit different from that of Isers and Nizers. So, so if you give KVPY, you will have a chance to pursue the science degree from institutes that Isers uh, and Nizers. That's what I mean. But you have to apply for IAC for it within a different given period of time, which was very limited. So once the results were announced, within within 15 days or 20 days, you had to apply to IISC to get a call. So that other than IIT J from KVPY, there, there was a start at IISC. I did not know that. So <laughs> 15 days passed. And when the, uh, the, the selection procedure for colleges came, within like, one month or something like that, I was given a choice of Iser, Kolkata, Iser, Pune, and all those things. So I was thinking, like, maybe I should give Iser, Kolkata because it's near to them because I did not know anything. I did not have any base idea or I would research anything. So I would suggest, yeah, do your, like, if you are cracking any exam, I would suggest myself, if you are cracking any exam, do your diligent work that what are the opportunities of that rank or that exam uh, within a given amount of time. Like, I tried to do that ISC uh, registration even after like when I came to know after one month, but I was not able to. So I contacted some professors here also, but they said that I cannot help you because the registration portal has already been closed. So if that that's that's a serious regret of mine. If I would have known about that, I would have I would be doing my bachelor's in IIC. <laughs> so that's that's what I really regret about that. But other than that, I would suggest my younger self that everything happens for a reason and everything has a like its own way of uh, flowing in time. So don't stress what's gone is gone. It's not like everything is a bus. It's everything is a learning curve. And uh, yeah, definitely that if I would have been more careful, I would have gotten much more opportunity. But it, besides that, I have learned a lot 
going from NLP to IIT to IIT. I've learned a lot about life and death. Uh, I don't think I would have been able to learn that much if I would had been right. given a chance to hear this Right. Right. So I think we're at the end of our discussion today. So anything you want to say to like our viewers who are aspiring to take up higher study? Any suggestion? Yeah, right. So I would suggest uh, that uh, before uh, going into research, do your uh, like homework about the subject that you want to go into. Make uh, a list of subjects that you are comfortable in. Do some uh, research in the background before applying to these institutes. And I would suggest that go for the master's program first. If you see that the master program suits you well, then you know that you are made out for research program. And then you can go for research programs in India or abroad as a PhD student. So I would suggest do your background homework on the uh, topic that you want that you are planning to do research on and then work toward that as a goal. Uh, do a master's or a simple research project on that any of the premier institutes, you'll get a feel like how the research work goes, how what kind of uh, <coughs> effort you have to give, what kind of uh, like things you have to keep in mind, how efficient you have to be. You will get an idea, preliminary idea. After that, if you feel you are comfortable in that, then go for the uh, PhD. In, you can do uh, like apply for PhD here in India, where biopsies analysis, or you can approach, uh, apply approach also uh, institutes. Uh, then you will enjoy the research procedure much more uh, rather than going into blind. That is what I will suggest. So, all the best who are planning to come to the research field uh, and rest of Thank you. Thank you, uh, Agnivita, for this discussion and insightful session. Hope you enjoyed discussing all the points. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thank you.